0: bringing it home with Sarah and Tamil. Sarah, June has arrived.
1: I'm telling you, we're and the here. Heat has arrived. <laughs> sure enough, six months of the year, the sun is shining. Oh my the goodness,
0: we, yes. are, we are on the move and people are looking for infant formula. Did you think that was going to be our
1: topic? No. No, no. That's if not you'd have told me six we weeks ago we'd be talking about this, I would have kind of laughed you off probably. No, but that's what we do. We,
0: we keep up with what's current and we try to give people resources. So here we are. And of course you haven't looked for formula in a really long time.
1: No, but I do have some friends that are, you know, and it's worrisome. Yeah, it is.
0: I mean, I can't imagine anything scarier than not knowing where you're going to get food for your baby. Right.
1: And in this day and time and you know, you wouldn't imagine that would be a problem. But. No,
0: but it is for a lot of
1: people. So
0: we had to bring in somebody who knows a little bit yes, more about
1: what's going absolutely. on
0: than we do. We have with us today, Benita Webster and Benita is nutrition director for the Madison County WIC Center. Hi, Benita. Hello. We are so glad you're with us today because um, people can't find any formula.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me.
0: Yes. So we're going to be mentioning WIC during this chat. Can you just briefly start by telling us what WIC is? I mean, you're the nutrition director. We're going to be mentioning WIC. Tell us briefly, what is WIC?
2: Well, WIC is a supplemental food program that's intended for women, infant, and children to supply extra needed nutritional support during pregnancy and after birth until the children reach age five. Um, WIC provides an assortment of healthy foods on an EBT card and so participants receive individualized um, nutrition information and um, they have an appointment every three months with us. We have about four registered dietitians on staff and one nutritionist.
0: Okay so WIC is women, infants, and children so and it's children up to age five correct? That's correct.
1: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, will you talk to us a little bit about the list of approved formula substitutions that was released, you know, for both WIC and non WIC audiences? And tell us, what does that list mean for a parent who cannot find their regular brand right now?
2: So at WIC, we encourage all mothers, first and foremost, to breastfeed. But <laughs> since that's the healthiest option for for them and for their infant. But if they do ask for for formula and a formula plan, we do have um, some different categories of formulas. Normally, we only provide the Similac brand because that's what the state of Tennessee is contracted with. Mm -hmm. However, during this time, due to the recall and all of those um, issues that parents are having, the state has received permission to to issue non-contract formulas to participants. And so the state has um, created this list of substitutions for certain formulas, um they may have to have a WIC form from their doctor if it's something special. But if it is um, just a regular formula that they're usually getting from us, then we do have some substitutes they would be able to get in place of the normal Similac brand. And so they can just call us. We can um, email them a copy or go over it with them. Or they can actually go on their WIC app or online at Tennessee.gov as well.
0: Yes. So I know a lot of people have gone on to the TN.gov to see that list. So that is for WIC mothers and also non-WIC mothers. Um, And those, uh, I guess you say, substitutions, those are supposed to be nutritionally equivalent to the brand they normally use, according to that
2: chart. Is that correct? Yes, it's just different brands. Um, So, I mean, they're going to be very slight in the variations, just like if you were going to buy great value potato chips or Lay's potato chips, you know, I mean, they're, they're slightly different, but they're basically the same. Okay.
0: Good to know. Yes, it is. So parents have been told through different outlets, things that they don't need to do during the shortage. And one of the ones that stood out to me was do not use extra water when you make your formula so that you can kind of stretch it and make it last longer. Please tell parents why that's a bad idea.
2: Yes, parents should definitely not dilute formula. Formula has specific amounts of calories and nutrients and water for every prepared ounce. And so if parents are diluting the formula, then the infant's not getting, um, you know, the right amount of calories. They're getting a lot more water. They're not getting the right nutrients um, for their growth and development. So that's going to cause serious health problems. Yeah, we don't want
1: that.
0: No, because that's their source. Right. We don't want them to fall short on their nutrients.
1: Yeah, exactly. So another thing parents have been warned against, and I mean, Y'all, we've all seen this on social media Mm -hmm. is, (laughs) you know, making homemade baby formulas, and I can't tell you how many recipes I have seen pop up mm-hmm. um, on social media and things like that. And everybody's like, well, we survived on it. And my grandma Mom's made it. I generations.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, know
1: and that's all true, yeah, right? But why do we not need to follow those recipes now? What, what do we know that is changing our minds about that?
2: Well, homemade formulas most likely don't have the correct ratio of that protein, fat and minerals and water and all those things that we were just talking about. And so it's going to be really hard to know if you're, you know, mixing something up that's appropriate for your baby um, by those old things. And if infants are provided too much protein, for instance, Um, In relation to the rest, then it could cause kidney problems because it's stressing their kidneys trying to process all those proteins. Yeah, and there's many bad possible scenarios from getting things that are, you know, unregulated and just not the right consistency.
0: Well, I'm not a nutrition director of WIC, but some of those ingredients, it just doesn't sound like you're getting a lot of nutrients from some of these recipes that I'm seeing online. So I'm glad to hear somebody with some authority actually say that, you know, they just don't measure up. To the nutrients right. that the baby needs.
1: And yet, you know, I, I, I'm not saying it's not true that everyone that did that back in the day, you know, they're okay. But we've, we're, we know more now, you know.
0: We're okay. You're yeah, not
1: great. <laughs> we've learned more. We
0: know more. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> so, you know, Benita, one of the things that a lot of parents are considering, we can't find formula. Uh, maybe my baby's getting to the age where I can just introduce cow's milk. I can just, skip this whole shortage (laughs) and we're going straight to the gallon of milk. So can you (laughs) talk about that? You know, at what age can we start giving the babies cows milk?
2: Well, it's not recommended to do for under a year old. Um, Cow's milk is something that does not have all the vitamins and minerals like infant formula as well. It doesn't have extra added iron and iron is a very important component for an infant. in in developing their cognitive ability for later on in life it starts very early and iron plays a very important role and so um, infants under the age of 12 months should not really be on cow's milk for any extended period at all
0: okay so there you go i know some are trying to slide it in a little bit earlier just to get over this whole crisis but again the the baby's going to be missing out on some nutrients that are really important
1: so, kind of along those same lines, um, when can parents safely decide to start introducing table foods? You well, know,
0: goodness, you're just jumping over the cows. You're ready to just mash them some potatoes.
1: You know, if our baby's close, can we just go on and start?
2: Well, mothers, if they're breastfeeding, are encouraged to wait until the infant is about six months old before they're introducing any type of baby foods. Um, but if they are fully formula fed, then we um, tell them it's okay to go ahead and, and introduce some of those infant cereals and baby foods as early as four months. Okay. Um, but they want the child to be fully breastfed for that six month period before adding any foods. And so I would wait at least, you know, four to six months before trying to to do any baby foods. And then it's usually around eight months or so whenever they start adding the table foods. So that may help
0: some parents out knowing that information. Definitely. Yeah. So we got to wait for a little while, but you know, <laughs> it's it's coming here. Okay. So, you know, we need to address the response that a lot of people have towards mothers who are struggling to find formula right now. And I know, uh, Bonita, that the health department, you know, encourages breastfeeding. We know that breastfeeding is good for the baby for so many reasons, Um, immune system and just just everything. Um, But they're telling mothers that can't find formula, why don't you just breastfeed? Now, we know for most mothers, that window time has probably passed and for others, there are issues that just don't allow the mother to be able to breastfeed their newborn. So what are some of the factors that might lead to a mom feeding with formula instead of breastfeeding? We know the breast is best, but what situations do you see that some people have to feed their baby's formula?
2: Well, breastfeeding is meant to be established from the time the infant is born, and um, our body's response Um, to giving birth produces a hormone that starts the milk production Mm -hmm. and we continuously tell our body whether we want to produce milk or not by putting that infant to the breast. If several weeks have passed after the infant is born and the mother's not been stimulating that breast at all by putting the infant to the breast or pumping, Mm -hmm. then most likely that supply has dried up. And So so, we can't
0: tell a six-month-old's mother, why don't you just start breastfeeding?
2: Right, right. Okay. And, and I just want to clarify <laughs> that because I'm seeing it online. Okay. Okay. It is very, very hard to relactate at okay. that point. And so, yeah, you know, if they haven't established it at the beginning, then that's not really an option anymore. Um, and, you know, most mothers are encouraged to breastfeed, and um, most obstacles to breastfeeding. Do have a solution if the mother is willing to reach out and receive guidance, but you know, like you said, there are plenty of instances where um, moms are not able to produce enough, or maybe the infant was premature, and um, the doctor's wanting them to supplement with a formula to add more calories to the breast milk, or, you know, rare instances where a mom has HIV, and they're not allowed to breastfeed, or they're on medications that the doctor feels is unsafe for, um, you know, it to pass through the breast milk, and things like that.
0: So we really need to know a person's situation exactly. before we speak on it. Or how about we just don't speak on it?
1: Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it
0: is a very personal
2: thing. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: So if a woman is pregnant right now, um, you know, and this this current shortage <laughs> may have her considering breastfeeding more than she was prior to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, are there resources or, or, you know, support for people out there that want more information or that, when, when the child gets here, you know, who can they turn to?
2: Yeah, um, like I mentioned before, WIC encourages all moms to breastfeed because it's what's healthiest for mom and baby. And so we talk with all pregnant moms upon their first visit at WIC to start thinking about breastfeeding. We go over a lot about breastfeeding during their initial visit. Um, we have four certified lactation consultants on staff here at our local WIC center. They can answer any questions that involve breastfeeding. Uh, Our breastfeeding peer counselor is available by um, cell phone or texting, calling even after WIC business hours. There's a 1-800 breastfeeding hotline that's available 24 hours a day for mothers that have questions in the middle of the night, you know, if we're unavailable.
1: I did not know.
0: Wow. So middle of the (laughs) night, if I'm having issues, you've got a number to call. Now, is this statewide? Is this all of Tennessee that has uh, breastfeeding support? Yes. And probably other states
2: too have probably. Well, ours is the, you know, the Tennessee breastfeeding hotline. But yes, I'm sure they all have one.
1: This is so good to know. I mean, I'll just a little self-disclosure. I'm a i am I was a breastfeeding mom, but I had no idea that there were these resources. Well, out they there. probably
0: weren't there 24 hours right. a <laughs> day.
1: And it's been a it's been a long time, but <laughs> <laughs> wow. the needle was
0: not there at midnight.
1: No. I <laughs> a couple
2: of times I would have been calling. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, me too. To I, I
2: have one that I breastfed for seven months and I had no idea that all those things were available at that time either. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. We we can probably
1: drop that number in the um comments of yeah, the podcast. Here. I think we should do that. Yeah. Now
0: I've been seeing something and this was on tn.gov. I've been spending a lot of time there thinking about this formula shortage and I'm seeing something called a milk bank. Now, Sarah, you might've been familiar with this. I was not familiar with this. Uh, There's a link to a milk bank under the formula shortage resources on the tn.gov website. So what is a milk bank? I mean, how does it work and who can benefit from something like that?
2: Well, a milk bank is where mothers that have been breastfeeding can donate some of their milk supply Um, So that other infants would be able to get breast milk if it was needed. Like if I had an overabundance and I wanted to just help other people out. Usually milk banks are utilized in situations where premature infants are very fragile. They need that breast milk to to thrive. And so they're not intended for everyone that needs normal nutrition for their infant. It's more to add support for delicate situations.
0: Oh, so we don't need people lining up just because they can't find formula t- for right. the milk bank right. because that serves a specific clientele. Right. So, gotcha.
1: But I do have a friend that lives in another state mm-hmm. that has, um, she has an abundance of frozen milk and she has donated it recently.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: awesome. It's awesome. I'm yeah. really, yeah, it's, she just feels like she's got to do something. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's kind of circle back around to Wick. Um, the economy has changed a lot in the last couple of oh, years. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, there may be people out there now who might be eligible for WIC and not even know it, you know, or think that since they because just because they have a job they don't qualify. So, can you tell our listeners how does a family qualify for WIC and what type of assistance can they get?
2: Sure. We ask for the family to provide a way for us to establish an income. If they're receiving 10 care or they receive food stamps, then they're automatically eligible for WIC services. Mm-hmm. Um, each year, our income guidelines change slightly, and it also depends on how many people are in the household. Um, our income level is higher than 10 care and food stamps, allowing people to be eligible for WIC services, even if they don't qualify for those other supplemental programs. We advise people who wish to participate in our services to call us or go online. See our income guidelines. As we mentioned before, you know, we allow pregnant moms, postpartum moms, children all the way up to age five on the program, and they would receive a monthly benefit of uh, nutritional foods on their ABT card, as well as the professional nutrition advice on a regular basis.
0: So people just shouldn't assume that they're not eligible because, well, I don't get food stamps, I don't qualify for that, or I don't qualify for care, so I probably wouldn't get WIC. That's not necessarily the case.
2: That's not the case.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know several people that, um, you know, when we were younger. Yeah. that went to worked. work every day yeah. and qualified for WIC. And it was such a help to them. Yes. So I do encourage people to reach out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Especially
0: if their situation has changed recently or if they've never tried to get WIC and they think they might be eligible. It doesn't hurt to check
1: it out. Exactly. Yes, definitely. So let's sum all this up,
0: Benita, so we can make sure people know what to do. If parents can't find their regular formula or the substitutes, what should they do? Who should they call?
2: If the mother is a WIC participant, we suggest that the mother go to the store they wish to shop at, then call the WIC clinic while they're at the store. The supplies change so often that it's really hard for us to know what is at the store or what's going to be there once they get there. So this way, the mother can tell us, you know, what she does see in stock at the time on the store shelf. And then the nutritionist will go over what types of formula are available, what would be the best substitute for her to be able to get. And then the nutritionist Changes the formula on the WIC card to make the substitution go through. That's amazing.
1: This is real time stuff. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This this is happening in real time. Wow, that's amazing.
0: Okay. (laughs) What is, okay, if you're not a WIC participant, what would you suggest that a parent do if they just cannot find their child's regular formula?
2: Um. You know, they can use that substitution list that we have posted that's provided so that they can try to see what other formulas would be similar. But a good rule of thumb is the color coding that they um, different companies use. And so, for instance, like Advance is our normal go to formula. um, That's the standard and it is blue. And so most of the, the other standard formulas, if oh. it's parent's choice or informal or whatever, is going to be blue. Um, and then if it's a sensitive formula, for instance, um, the Similac is orange. The other ones like Gerber Gentle and those are going to have an orange label. And so they try to make it, you know, as easy as possible to, to interchange and know which ones are, are equal.
0: Sarah, did they have this color coding back in the day? i don't know mine is blown right now so okay so we would tell parents get your list get your substitution list from tn.gov and go to the store look for those colors match it all up and that's what you should do so for parents that are trying to decide whether their babies are ready for the next feeding step they are trying to figure out are they ready for table food are they ready for cow's milk who should they talk to to get good information
2: Um, Of course, if they're a weight participant, they can call us for that information. If not, I would check with the pediatrician. Um, There are instances, you know, where even if the child is a year old, we would not recommend them to go to whole milk if they were premature, if they had developmental delays or anything like that. And so, um, you know, it's not just standard across the board. If they're a year old, they're going to whole milk, you know. And right. so I, w- I would check with your pediatrician, um, whoever you trust, or if you are on WIC, then you're welcome to give us a call. I'm glad you um, said that because it's like, oh, first birthday, yeah. <laughs> not the milk jug, but not <laughs> Might not be
1: the best thing yeah, to let's do. Let's slow down a little bit.
0: And then yeah. lastly, for people that want to know if they're eligible for WIC, what do they need
2: to do? They can call their local WIC office or go online at the Tennessee.gov, and look up our eligibility guidelines. Easy enough. Simple as that. (laughs) Whoa. Benita, thank you so much. I know
0: that this information has helped some parents who are just really in a place of desperation because, you know, they're saying that, you know, the factory is getting back up and running, the one that was closed down. But all of these things take time. They're saying weeks. Is that what you're hearing too, Benita? That it might be weeks before we get back to, quote, normal?
2: Honestly, this and people don't realize has been going on since February. Oh. I mean, that's both of (laughs) us. I know. Oh, my. So So it's probably going to be is there one more month before everything calms down and gets back to normal okay
0: so that substitution list is probably going to come in handy absolutely so thank
2: you so much Benita we appreciate
0: your time today and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in and share this with a mom or dad who needs this information yes so um thank you all and in the words of Bob Marley live the life you love
2: and love the life you live